Whenever I'm in Italy, I become a rickety old table. I guess I'm just a hopeless romantique. It's the way I tell them, you see. That's a... My granddad was a film actor a very long time ago. He was a star of the bronze screen. And then last one. Oh, here you say, oh. After I had an argument, I sometimes hold a hoover over my head. It helps clear the air. Which leads us on to our theme today on forgiveness. And a spoiler alert, there is a couple of more jokes to come. So just stay alert for those. We will be reading a, a, a Bible story on, uh, on forgiveness. Uh, has everybody got one of these sheets? If not, maybe Felicity, who was on the door, might come round. Anybody not got these? A whole group over here. Do you mind, Felicity? And uh, Alex, did you find the Russian ones? Yeah, one's Russian, one's Ukrainian. Uh, if that's any help. Um, you'll need these uh, uh, a, little, a little later. Thank you. So, what we're starting is a, a mini-series on, uh, on the Bible. Just put up your hands if you need one and uh, assistance will come. A mini-series of the Bible. Last week, I was talking about our being and then leading on to our doing. And, uh, and we need to get our being as close as we can to the Lord. And then uh, our doing... We'll just follow from that. And I talked about prayer. Today I'm talking about the, the Bible. And just to, to encourage us to, uh, to pick up the Bible or listen to the Bible or uh, take in the Bible and how the Bible can help us to, with our being to get us close to the Lord and then will help us with our doing. And uh, next week at the family service it will be based on Dora the Explorer as we explore the Bible and what it is, and then go on for a couple of weeks after, after that. And it's important, the Bible is important, should be important to us as Christians. So could I invite Jenny to, uh, to bring us God's Word, which isn't on the sheet, that comes later. And uh, just what is mentioned about the Bible... You have known the Holy Scriptures ever since you were a little child. They're able to teach you how to be saved by believing in Christ Jesus. God has breathed life into all Scripture. It is useful for teaching us to what is true. It is useful for correcting our mistakes. It is useful for making our lives whole again. It is useful for training us to do the right thing. By using Scripture, the servant of God can be completely prepared to do everything good. Thank you, Jenny. Isn't that a wonderful passage? It's useful for teaching us what is true. We have so many um, uh, things that come at us from all sorts of different ways to be taught what's true. It's useful for correcting our mistakes. We need that. And useful for making our lives whole again. How wonderful is that? And so... 
I want us to be enthusiastic about the Bible, but I recognize that sometimes the Bible's not as easy to get into and hold of and, and uh, to, uh, to understand and to, to see how it applies to our lives. And so that's why we're doing this um, uh, mini-series. Uh, mini and we're going to look at, this morning, just some different ways of looking at the Bible, of reading the Bible. Don't forget, if Sally was here, she'd be standing up. Don't forget to remind them about the Daily Audio Bible. You can download it as an app or on the, um, uh, from your computer where you can just listen to the Bible and listen to the explanation if, if reading is perhaps not your thing. But what I want you to do now is listen to Rona because Rona's going to uh, read to us from the Bible the, uh, the parable of the unmerciful servant. And you have that here. So you can follow it on the screen if you like. You can follow it uh, on, on paper. And then I'm just going to give you a time just to let God speak to you. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to explain anything. And this is something called the Lectio Divina. It's a way of reading the Bible. We just read the Bible and then wait on God to reveal something to you. So I'll give you a few minutes to do that. It's not as easy in this uh, sort of environment, so may, but maybe you might be encouraged and do it uh, at home. And it's good if you get into a regular pattern of doing it, get more and more used to it, and you can hear uh, God speaking uh, to you. You need to pray just for an open heart, an open mind to receive whatever the Lord wants to say. And if you were doing it at home, then uh, you would read it until something jumped out at you, until God revealed something to you. And that would be the thing. There may be more, but that would be the thing. And you pray into that. We can't be as individualistic here. So I'll give you a few minutes just to, uh, to listen. And it may be that there's something that God reveals that you'd like to share. It may be just for you. So I'll ask if anybody wants to share. So before Rona reads, sorry Rona, you've been standing there, I'll just pray that we have an open heart to hear what the Lord wants to say. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this part of scripture and we thank you that you love us and you want to reveal something to us so as Rona reads and as we just look through the reading we pray Lord for an open heart an open mind just to hear just to sense what you want to reveal to us Amen And if it helps, I've produced a picture. Some people like pictures or a, a wordle, if they help. Sorry, Rona, you read to us God's word. And then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times. And Jesus answered, 
I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand talents was brought before him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children on all that he had to be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. And the servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went out and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured, until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you, unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Let us be still before the Lord and hear what he wants to say. Thank you, Lord, for what you revealed to us in that time in that short time reveal more Lord today and and later Amen so I don't know how you found that obviously it, we could have gone on longer for, for some people some people might have felt it uncomfortable I just wonder if has anybody got anything they wanted to share from, uh, from that time? It's not always appropriate or applicable, but if you had, then just put up your hand and we can come to you. Try to encourage um, our, our daughter to forgive. Um, and we've not been negative in any way about um, what's the situation that's happened and try to encourage her, you know, to be able to move forward. Um, that you've got to be able to forgive. Otherwise, you won't be able to move forward. 
and I, I can remember um, meeting a couple whose um, son was murdered. Um, I, ironically, there was an article in the Warrington Guardian about um, Angel Tree at Thorn Cross Prison, where they encourage prisoners to actually try and face um, the victims. But the couple that I met there, um, they set up a ministry and forgave the person that killed their son so that they could actually move forward, um, not forgetting what had happened, but forgiving the person that had actually caused, um, that murdered their son. And if you can't do anything, if you can't forgive, it's very difficult. It can eat you up inside. Um, and, and Jesus taught us to forgive. Okay. Thank you, Malcolm. Did anybody else want to share anything? Well, one thing that struck me was the, the uh, master doesn't renegotiate the debt. He doesn't sort of do a, oh, you owe so much money, so we negotiate better terms. <laughs> he cancels the debt. Totally. But expects us, and expects his servants, to be willing to do the same themselves. That isn't sort of like the Jubilee campaign. That's us cancelling people's debts to us personally. Not as a nation, us personally. Thank you, Ron. Yeah, just one of the things I kind of got through that. Um, if I could put the microphone on my heart, you could hear it pounding like mad. Um, was that kind of um, God was saying that a heart of stone um, is blinded. And if you allow Jesus' blood through the heart of stone, that heart then becomes real. That heart then becomes available to do what he is commanding us to do. Because he says throughout the scriptures that he is the way. And I just felt that um, there's part of my heart that is there's a bit of stone in there that needs removing. Um, and I just really felt that that was uh, for us as well. Thank you, Martin. How wonderful it is when God just speaks through the Bible it's not words that, uh, that I said or, or anybody else said. It's just God speaking through us. So be encouraged to read the Bible, to, to hear God's word, to, to hear him speaking to you. Now, we're all different. And, uh, and also there's different stages in our life and different um, uh, moods that we're in. So to be quiet before God is really helpful at times. But at other times, we perhaps need something different. Maybe because we're different people or whatever. Um, uh, I've had to change 
quite a lot what I'm uh, going to do this morning because I don't want to, um, uh, I'm aware of time. Uh, the, at the back there, there was some art, some canvases and paint. And some people just like to express with, with art. Uh, you know, they can't put it into words, but they can, they can paint. And so I was going to do that, but I think it's, that's going to be too distracting because God's really moving this morning. So I'm not... And then also some people like to explore with drama. And I was thinking, well, a group could go up and, and do a drama and then bring it down perhaps. But I think, again, that's a bit distracting. Perhaps we'll do that another day. What I would like to do, though, is just to share a little and then lead us into a time of prayer and and worship to let God speak. Because sometimes it's important that we, we do just have somebody else's sort of take on it. It can help us. So I'd like to do that. But before that, I can't resist just one more joke. It is relevant. Poor Joe had discovered that he was dying. It's not a re- true story. And, uh, and he'd fallen out with his mate Bill some time ago. And so he went to Bill and Joe said, Look, I'm dying. I don't want to die with this bitterness, this hatred, this lack of forgiveness before us. So I forgive you, Bill, for all that you've said and all that you've done. And then as he walked away, he paused and turned back to Bill and said, but if I recover, none of this matters, okay? <laughs> Sometimes uh, we, we just need that real sense of forgiveness. So let's, let's just have a look at... Um, uh, the, uh, that perhaps Colin will, will put it up on the screen or you've got it in front of you. Just briefly, verse 21. Peter, it was a question that came to Jesus and asked, how many times shall I forgive my brother, whether that was his brother Andrew or his um, uh, Christian brother, when he sins against me? Up to seven times, he suggested. Now, that's quite generous, isn't it? I mean, if you think about it, if somebody does something against you and, and you forgive them seven times, you know, that's... That's pretty generous. The rabbis suggested only three. Well, Jesus answered, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, I should go with that. Seven times sounds, sounds pretty good. In fact, more than reasonable, quite generous. Is that what Jesus said? No. He said um, 77 times. In other words, you, know, you wouldn't be able to count that, would you? It, it just... Just a limitless forgiveness. Because Jesus' gospel is not just a reasonable, nice, okay gospel. It's a dynamic, life-changing gospel. There is so much uh, difficulty, hatred and um, uh, bitterness and, uh, and, and sin in the world. We need that gospel to bring forgiveness in the world, in our own lives. Forgiveness... Is, is one of those sins, you know, it, it doesn't um, cause uh, drug addiction or um, uh, car crashes and things like that. But what it does do, it breaks up churches, breaks up families, breaks up nations. 
It's a very powerful thing, a lack of forgiveness. A very powerful sin. But forgiveness is such a wonderful antidote. And the, uh, the power of... <laughs> I'm remembering Take Me Out now. The power is in your hands if you watch Take Me Out. Because we can choose to forgive or not. It's not, hard, not easy, is it? It's much easier to hold a grudge, I think, we find, and refuse to forgive than to offer forgiveness. And so Jesus told this parable, verse 23. Um, uh, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven, you've already a king who wanted to settle his accounts. Um, uh, and verse 24, that the servant owed him 10,000 talents. Now, we don't really need to know what that means. God can still speak to us. But you might be interested um, that uh, 10,000 talents, where well, one talent was 6,000 denarii, one denarii is a day's wage. If you take minimum wages for those over 21, that works out to sort of 50 odd pounds a, a day. So even at uh, minimum wage of £6.50 an hour, eight hours a day, that would come to three billion pounds. That's a fair debt, isn't it? It's not quite the nation's debt, or, but um, it's a fair debt. And, uh, and it says in verse 25, since he was not able to pay. Of course he wasn't able to pay. But verse 26, if we've got that, he said, be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. How deluded he was. Of course he couldn't pay back three billion pounds. And of course, Jesus wasn't talking about money. He was talking about our debt to our Lord. And we can't pay back that debt. We can't earn that by doing. All we've got to be is, is be before our Lord and say, Sorry, Lord, I've messed up. I can't pay it back. And then, verse 27, The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt, and let him go. That wasn't reasonable, was it? That wasn't sensible, perhaps. But it was an outlandish, lavish forgiveness that... The king gave and that God gives us. Maybe that's what God wanted to say to us this morning. That God just forgives us. How wonderful that is. And then the story turns, doesn't it? After being so lavishly forgiven, then the servant goes out not full of joy and gratitude and, uh, and love and forgiveness. And maybe the Lord's speaking to us. But he met this fellow servant. It's an American illustration, please forgive me. An American child was uh, saying the Lord's Prayer. You know that, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Got it a bit wrong, okay? But perhaps got it right. Forgive us our trash baskets as we forgive those who put trash in our baskets. How true is that? And you've, you've seen the, the story, uh, uh, paid, uh, pay back a hundred denarii. Now, again, it perhaps helps to focus our minds. At minimum wage, again, and, and all of that, 
that's just over £5,000. So it wasn't a small sum. And we know that when people sin against us, it's not a small thing. We're not saying, and Jesus isn't saying, oh, it doesn't matter. It's a big thing, £5,000, £5,000. But in comparison to the three billion, it's a tiny sum. And in the Freedom in Christ teaching, and if you want to know more, then Wednesday nights at Lim at, uh, in the evening, 7.30, they're going through Freedom in Christ. It says about taking away the hook of unforgiveness in our own lives and just placing people on God's hook. Because it does hook into us, doesn't it? Unforgiveness. And can destroy us. Unforgiveness has been called the cancer of the soul. Unchecked, it can eat us alive. All of this is in this passage that God can speak to us through it. We, we've read the story. We know that he didn't forgive the servant and, um, and then uh, he was, uh, he was uh, the king was told. And so that last line, verse 35, sorry, Colin. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. That's a powerful passage, isn't it? And this is the Bible. This is what the Bible can teach us. But the Bible can help us to be released into forgiveness. I'll just give you very briefly, because I want us to sing and, uh, and react. Can we have the, the slides up, please, Colin? You may know this lady, Corrie Ten Boom. Who's, who knows of her and the, her books? Yeah. She was uh, um, taken prisoner by the... Uh, Nazis and uh, suffered terribly and her sister has suffered terribly. This is one of her quotes. When he tells us to love our enemies, he gives, along with the command, the love itself. If we choose to forgive, then he gives us uh, that, that forgiveness. In 1947, just after the war, she was speaking at a, um, uh, an event and she was talking about healing, forgiveness, restoration. And at the end of that, a man came up to her. She recognized him. Didn't know quite where. And then it became crystal clear. She was thrown back to that concentration camp. He had been one of the guards. And he'd treated her shamefully. He'd uh, been there when her sister had been killed. And he said, I've now become a Christian. And, and he held out his hand. To her, she said it seemed like a forever to make the decision should she take his hand. She'd been talking about this, she'd been preaching about forgiveness, but now she was confronted by one of her former guards. She silently prayed, Jesus, I need your help. I can lift up my hand, but I need you to supply the feeling. So she chose to forgive. Didn't feel that forgiveness, chose to forgive. And she slowly raised her hand out to the man and shook his hands. And as she reached out, a warm sensation filled her heart. God was indeed faithful. She said, I forgive you, brother. 
with my whole heart. And that day, I'm reading from her notes, the former guard and former prisoner were both healed and set free from bondage. There's lots of other examples. I can't resist it. You don't mind just being two more minutes. Show the next slide. I don't know if you remember this picture from, uh, from Vietnam. It wasn't going to be shown because it shows a nude girl and I wondered about showing it today, but it's such a powerful story. This poor girl, Kim, nine years old, was burnt terribly with napalm. This is a picture of her which became quite iconic in the Vietnamese conflict as she ran away. She spent a long time in hospital and, uh, and then as she was reading in a library about religions, she came across the New Testament and as she, she read the New Testament, she became a Christian. It, her family was uh, against it and the authorities, communist authorities, but she did it. But she was sent to Cuba to um, uh, do some training. She met her husband and then she defected and went to Canada where she now lives. She was terribly scarred by uh, the napalm, by the burns. She never thought she'd be able to marry. She, she uh, was just uh, needed healing inside. But then she did manage to forgive. She, she was put in contact with the the pilot who had dropped the napalm and she forgave him. And the next slide, please. And I don't know if you can see, that's her with a terribly scarred back. But she did did get married. She had children. And she's been healed inside. Her back still gives her trouble. But inside, she's full of forgiveness and love. And she goes round. She's an ambassador now for, for forgiveness and peace and reconciliation. These two extreme examples perhaps give us hope um, uh, for our lives and for our community and our world. So I want to end there. And I want us to, I want to invite the band to come and I want us to, to pray. And the band will lead us in some songs and just use this time. Maybe you'll sing with them. That's great. Maybe you'll just let the words flow over you. Maybe something's been said and God's got more work to be done in your life. That's fine. We're dealing with a dynamic, wonderful God who wants to teach us through his word. And that's what I've been trying to bring out and we'll bring that out in the next few weeks. So let's bow our heads in prayer. Let's come before the Lord. Lord God, we started off singing about majesty. You are our majesty, like the king in that story in some ways. And Lord God, we owe you so much because of your forgiveness to us. Help us to know that forgiveness, Lord. And then help us to be unlike that servant. Help us to forgive others. Lord God, help us to know that the Bible is real. The Bible is alive. The Bible is one important way that you speak to us. Thank you that you spoke this morning. As we go out this week, continue to help us just to reflect. And Lord, as we sing now, or just... Listen to you. 
just continue to teach us, continue to help us to come before you, to know that we are forgiven and to know that we can forgive. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you for your word. Amen.